Welcome to the Common Grounds Unity Podcast, where we have great conversations with unity-minded Christians. Our goal is to encourage unity of the Spirit within the Stone Campbell Movement and beyond. We believe unity starts with a cup of coffee. So grab a cup and join us as we seek to fulfill Jesus' prayer that we may all be one. And now, here are your co-hosts, Megan Rollins and Kevin Witham. Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Common Ground Unity podcast, where we believe unity starts with a cup of coffee. And by that, we mean building relationships with one another, uh, perhaps uh, folks in the fellowship of churches that, that have never connected before. Common Grounds Unity is committed to honoring the prayer of Jesus in John 17, and the Stone Campbell movement has historically been uh, in a great part a unity movement at its inception. So today we have some terrific guests who are across the streams of the Stone Campbell movement, that Megan is going to introduce you to, my, my great co-host, Megan. Glad to be back with you this week. I'm so glad to be back. And Kevin, I am so pumped to talk about these major hitters in the restoration movement. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I All am right. more than ready. Up to bat. We've got, no, I'm kidding. Tina Bruner. <laughs> I am so excited. My fellow lady, she is the first woman in history to hold the position of the executive director of the World Convention. Her career has been devoted to international missions work, leading the missions department of one of the largest Christian churches in the United States for more than 15 years. She's been instrumental in establishing and leading numerous nonprofit organizations and is excited to influence and lead the growth and impact of World Convention. She co-authored the book, The Hope Factor, Engaging the Church in the HIV-AIDS Crisis, and more than 25 years ago, helped establish the Global Missions Health Conference, now one of the largest medical missions conferences of its kind in the entire world. Today, she sits on the board of directors of EPEK International, a nonprofit serving Afghans and uh, Kabul and New York City. So welcome, Tina. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Dr. Newell Williams, um, and he's been the president and professor of modern and American church history of Bright Divinity School at the Texas Christian University since 2003. He co-edited two books with Douglas Foster and Paul Blowers, The Stone Campbell Movement, A Global History, and the Encyclopedia of the Stone Campbell Movement. He holds a Ph.D. and a Master's of Arts from Vanderbilt University and a B.A. from University of Tulsa. He is married to the Reverend Sue McDougall, and they are the parents of three adult siblings. Dr. Williams, welcome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And finally, we have my buddy, my pal, Dr. Douglas <laughs> Foster. And this fellow here served as professor of church history and director of the Center for Restoration Studies at Abilene Christian University for 27 years. And now he serves as scholar in residence. He co-edited the Encyclopedia of the Stone Campbell Movement and the Stone Campbell Movement, A Global History, and has published several books and articles on Stone Campbell history and racism in American Christianity. His latest book is one that you absolutely have to get, A Life of Alexander Campbell. Dr. Foster, how are you, my friend? Doing well. It's great to be with you again. 
Yes, Kevin. Well, go ahead is, and kick it off with I our first I certainly question. will. It is great to have these three guests with us. And Doug Foster, thank you for returning. You are now the first to be on our podcast three times. So welcome back to you. And uh, Newell Williams, so glad to have you with us as well. Um, we're glad that you've joined with us for this conversation. And Tina Bruner, uh, welcome. I want to kick off with a question. And Tina, you might want to address this first question, because some of our listeners might be wondering, what is the World Convention? Uh, so could you talk a little bit about the identity of the World Convention, its its mission and its history? I sure can. And I'm embarrassed to say that after working at one of the largest churches in our movement for more than 15 years, I only had a cursory understanding of the role of World Convention in our movement. It's sometimes difficult to see past our place in the restoration movement or even past our own congregations. But the World Convention of Churches of Christ began in 1930, and from the very beginning, it was an international organization. We exist to bring together Stone Campbell churches um, in mission. And there, I don't know if people realize this or not, but the restoration movement, Stone Campbell churches, are represented in over 199 countries. And the World Convention represents our efforts as a movement to unite, and that means internationally. And we're supported and led by representatives of our movement worldwide. So there's a rich history of the 19 gatherings we've had to date. Um, many of the listeners may be familiar with Carl Ketcher's side. He was our uh, first Church of Christ uh, speaker at a gathering, and his daughter is still part of the work that we do. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., who you all may have heard of, spoke at the 1965 gathering in Puerto Rico. Not only do these gatherings help us build relationships that lead to more demonstrated unity, but also to see ourselves in the bigger context of God's church. The last gathering was in Demo, India, and the attendees were able to hear from church leaders from areas of the world that are persecuting Christians. And I think as a global church, we need to know more of what the church is facing and how we can stand together in that unified way. Something else that I didn't realize about World Convention before I stepped into this role is that the World Convention of Churches of Christ gives representation for the Christian church and churches of Christ, among other leaders of other world communions. So we are, have a seat at the table with every other um, denomination internationally and can speak on behalf of Christian churches and churches of Christ, as well as there's a representative from Disciples of Christ, and we're guests at the World Council of Churches. So we the World Convention is able to give a voice to the way that God is working through our movement to other leaders and other denominations and communions worldwide. Yeah, Tina's done a marvelous job of, of giving sort of a quick overview of what the, the, the history and the purpose of World Convention has been. As she said, it was begun in 1930. Primarily, I think, in the earliest days, it was definitely international from the very beginning. But I think for the most part, uh, especially when you talk about the global gatherings that took place, the World Convention itself is not just about having a convention or a gathering every few years. It's, it's a daily ongoing ministry to try to provide ways of connecting between the different members of our churches, both in North America and internationally. And it has become more and more, I think, intentionally international 
Originally, it was mostly white Western English-speaking countries that uh, hosted these gatherings. Uh, we did have two, I think, uh, earlier times, uh, one in Puerto Rico, one in Mexico City. But as you begin to look at what has been going on more recently, we're, we're, we're in the places where our churches are most numerous. We've been to Brazil. Uh, we've been to uh, India, as, uh, as Tina mentioned a few minutes ago. Amazing, amazing gatherings. We had uh, thousands and thousands of Indian Christians from every state in the, the nation of India, as well as international people from, from dozens and dozens and dozens of countries who were able to come spend time together and worship and networking and encouraging each other, finding out a bit about each other's ministries. I think that that uh, that aspect of relationship building is so important. And that's what one that's one of the most important things, in my opinion, that World Convention does. It provides that platform for those kinds of relationships to begin and to continue to be nurtured and to find ways that we can exercise our unity uh, visibly. That is, work together in various kinds of ways that show the world that we we are one. And, and to also have a, a mechanism, as Tina has said, to, to relate to other Christians outside of our own heritage and tradition. So let me ask you, what, what really happened that made you become more involved with the World Convention? And I, this is open to anyone who wants to answer it. What, what attracts you to this organization? One of the things for me was... Um, my love for the local church and the role and responsibility that I see the local church has um, in every aspect of mission, of uh, life in a community, things like that. And so the fact that the World Convention is um, really we're serving the church appealed to me and also that the leaders of the World Convention are international and multi-denominational. So we have leaders from on our board from all three streams of the Stone Campbell movement and also from every continent. So to me, that really speaks to um, a commitment to unity that is demonstrated through the, the way that we seek to lead and serve. I, I would, would add, you know, uh, building on what Doug has already said, um, especially the, the move toward um holding these uh, these conventions in places where there's a, a vibrant, growing uh, Stone Campbell community is pretty exciting. Um, my parents were both only children, and uh, so my two brothers and I grew up never having a cousin, and we were so jealous of, of our neighbors who had cousins. Uh, and I think World Convention enables us as members of the Stone Campbell movement to realize, hey, you know, we're more than just a little nuclear family in North America. Um, we have we have relatives, interesting relatives, of large numbers of them, uh, and uh, uh, it's just been it's been a rich experience for me uh, to uh, to meet uh, folk who uh, are, are clearly part of the, the Stone Campbell movement. Uh, but who've, who had a, have a different life experience. Um, I, I think especially of the sessions we had in Brazil uh, some years back. Uh, just, just, just rich. Um, and I, I, 
I think we can all learn from each other and World Convention invites us to learn from each other. I think that's so true. The And I think both Newell and Tina have made a really important point that, that I'll just punch once more. Um, we think in terms of the three streams, but that's a North American phenomenon. When you go outside of North America, it's, it's true that uh, in the past, missionaries have often reproduced those divisions, those streams in other places. But the fact of the matter is there are parts of the world and part of our international fellowship that uh, really didn't experience that at all. They, they, they are somewhat puzzled by a lot of yeah. the things that, uh, that we're so used to thinking of and, and, uh, and sort of take for granted that, um, but that's just not part of it. And I think that's one of the things that's been so great for many people, especially North American members of our churches, when they attend a global gathering, to be able to say, wow, I didn't realize that so many of the things that we have in the past at least made such divisive issues are just not there at all uh, in many of these international settings and and those divisions that just don't show up in exactly the same ways. Again, I'm not trying to deny that, that we did, in fact, replicate those sometimes. Yeah. My, my initial introduction to the World Convention, um, I mean, was basically, I, I grew up in a church, of, a acapella church of Christ in the U.S., so I didn't know anything about the Stone Campbell movement. When I began to learn something about it and found out that unity was such a, a central tenet uh, of the Stone Campbell tradition of our movement, uh, I was just surprised and taken aback. I also found out pretty quickly that uh, division was also a central piece of what what we experienced. And so I did my dissertation at Vanderbilt. Uh, Dr. Williams Newell and I studied at Vanderbilt, and on the the whole idea of Christian unity within the Stone Campbell tradition, as it was experiencing its first major division as the Sun Campbell movement was dividing. And I, I was first drawn to the World Convention because it was uh, an organization that focused on those key things that were so important to, to those early leaders bringing Christians together in visible unity. And that's what World Convention was about. Yeah. You know, Doug, um, I'm sure you remember that occasion in, in Brazil um, where, you know, we have these divisions in the United States within our movement and uh, historians, at least, can, you know, tell you why, you know. Uh, and uh, we were with these uh, these uh, Christians from Brazil and um, they wanted to know uh, why we had a division between the disciples of Christ and the Christian churches. And um, I was explaining that it had to do with mission strategy uh, and how, how missionaries were to, uh, to operate and, and relate to other uh, Christian groups in the areas where they served. Uh, and you know, I, I thought I did a pretty fair job of delineating the difference. And then one of these uh, young pastors said, what side were our missionaries on? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> which side were they on? And I explained which side they were on. And this man seems shocked. He said, well, that's not right. Aren't we supposed to be 
uh, you know, Christians who realize that other Christians are here as well. And I thought, well, this is just fascinating. Um, you know, one group of missionaries uh, helped to, to um, give birth to this vibrant Christian community. And somehow the message of Christian unity became part of who they are. And, and now they are in a, you know, at least in that moment, those particular people in that room were kind of surprised that, that their forebears had taken a, a route which they, they would not want to take themselves. So there's there's a lot to be learned um, from interaction with folk uh, who who love Jesus Christ, for whom um, the Lord's Supper is as it is. I would assume for all of you, and, for, and certainly for me, a rich occasion of uh, encounter with a living Christ uh, to be uh, to be in the fellowship of a folk who who share. Uh, so much, and yet are different. Wow, it, it's uh, it's heart and mind opening. Is it an accurate observation uh, to say that the World Convention is more recognized and uh, and or supported by the disciples of Christ than by other streams of the Stone Campbell movement? And and if so, what what are some of the contributing factors to that? Yeah, you could have said that once upon a time. Uh, but currently, um, you know, since I'm on the board, as, as, as Doug is as well, uh, we see who's funding the operation. Uh, and at this point, uh, the Churches of Christ are putting more money into World Convention than either of the other two streams of our uh, movement in North America. Uh, when, the, when the organization got started in the 1930s, the division between disciples and independent Christian churches uh, hadn't happened. Uh, the, the, uh, fishers were there, but it hadn't happened. Uh, and so, uh, world convention was born out of the disciples of Christ. And, um, then as the movement in North America began to divide for a second time, a uh, world convention tried to be a place where independence and disciples could still meet. And then, and then wonderfully, uh, church of Christ folk who had not been, uh, part of the project in 1930s began uh, participation, uh, and now, and now, if you're counting the dollars, it's the Churches of Christ. How interesting! And yeah, I, I think I would, so. Yeah, absolutely. I would not have known that. And and what are some of the ways that you think um, things could happen to build stronger connections and and greater interaction between? the various streams. I think that one thing that it is happening um, to, to give us stronger connections is there's a growing understanding that we need one another. The time that we're in, the polarization on so many things, the um, it just feels like when I talk with people, there is a more openness to um, collaboration and working together. And un unfortunately, unfortunately, with COVID, I think that we saw the lack of community and relationship and how that impacts us in such a negative way. And we also were more accessible to people. So when I started this role, um, I made a commitment to our board that I would talk with 
leaders at every level of the three streams, internationally, nationally, people who'd been involved in the past, people who've never heard of World Convention. And the interesting thing was some of the people that I talked with, I just realized as I spoke with them that had this been pre-COVID, I would have never been able to get on their calendars. They're, they're busy, they're gone, they have, you know, ministries that, um, that had a rhythm that was hard to kind of break into. And so in the course of those conversations, um, I think there's a, a growing desire among all three streams to see really what can we do together. And the one comment that I heard more than once from each stream was, it's hard to think about unity outside Christian church or church of Christ or disciples of Christ when we don't cooperate or uh, we're not doing things um, in a unified way within our own stream. But there is a, a heightened awareness and I think a receptivity and um, yeah, a, a sense of God's spirit moving us to, to come together to, to do more than we can do alone. We have a history of Stone Campbell Christians who have been um, uh, separated, sisters and brothers, um, finding each other and realizing what they have in common, not forgetting what's different, uh, but realizing that there's something more powerful than, than the things that divide us. Uh, but the one thing we have in common with, with each of those moments um, and one of the most recent that I, Doug and I were both part of is the Stone Campbell, um, what do we call it? Uh, dialogue, Stone Campbell Stone Dialogue. Campbell dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, we became the best of friends, despite differences, and those differences didn't go away. But we became the best of friends, friends in Christ. Um, and I think that's the key to it. Uh, as long as we don't have anything to do with each other, we can imagine all sorts of crazy things about each other. Uh, we will fail to see uh, Jesus Christ in each other. Um, but the more we are together, uh, we are we are children uh, of, of one gracious God. Uh, and uh, we have been brought to new life through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. Uh, and that's a, that is a deep well of union. Amen. Um, our problem is that we tend to live in, in silos uh, and to, um, you know, you can imagine all kinds of things about people you don't know. That doesn't mean we're all going to be alike or that we are alike. We're not. But um, there is there is there is the Holy Spirit, hmm? a yes. real thing in the world uh, that knits us together. I agree with that so much. I, I was thinking that uh, it is that relationship building potential that World Convention embodies, and it can do it at the international level, but it can also, and I think the Stone Campbell Dialogue was a reflection, Common Grounds is a reflection of that as well, of sort of a grassroots uh, providing the, the context for people simply to come together, to learn to love one another, to see in each other, as Alexander Campbell said, the face of Christ, the image of Christ, and to realize that there are things that, that we are bound inseparably by spiritually that, uh, great, uh, that are much stronger and much greater. And I know this sometimes sounds 
offensive to some people, I suppose, and we'll talk about that maybe in another podcast, but but this is something that is so powerful when you begin to see in each other, experience in each other the image of Christ, and to and that has to happen through building relationships. The Stone Campbell Dialogue was an example. Common Grounds is an example. World Convention does that, and I think World Convention even has the potential of doing that in more localized ways as well as internationally. So the international piece is pretty exciting. Uh, just being on the board at, at this time, um, I have met such remarkable people uh, from other parts of the world that I can't imagine how I would have ever come to know otherwise. So let me ask you guys, what what does the future look like for the World Convention? Like, what are some plans that you have coming up? What are some resources people can look up? Is there an upcoming event? Give us the details. Spill the tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Nina, this is yeah. your moment. Yeah. Well, you have some things coming up. Yes, we do have some things coming up. So um, the exciting thing for me as the executive director um and I'm from the Christian church, we call four C's, um, the Christian church tradition. The last executive director was from churches of Christ. So, um, so for me, as a person who loves the church, the thing I'm most excited about is that we're growing and we're growing in our commitment to building community. And so as we looked at that as a board um, and through all of these listening sessions that we did, because I didn't do those alone, I had a board member with me in each of those conversations, we started listening for how could we best serve the church? How could we best be part of what God's doing in his church? And so um, we have committed to uh, not doing away with our gatherings because we see the importance of those, but we are going to encompass more in that. So we are going to do our international uh, gatherings. The next one is in 2022 in Warsaw, Poland, and we invite all of you to come. Um, But we're also going to do some regional gatherings. And um, we've talked some about Stone Campbell Dialogues. Those were types of gatherings that um, helped build not just relationships, but also camaraderie and also understanding. And so we're going to do some more of those type of events. regionally, locally, on an international scale, and in the U.S., we're also going to serve together in uh, more ways. So there's not one place that you can go um, that represents all three streams, or or not even if you don't look at them as streams, but the restoration movement, Stone Campbell um, adhering kind of churches for us to know what's going on with each other. We have Christian Standard, we have Christian Chronicle, the Disciples have a robust website that has tons of resources, but there's not one place where you can kind of see what the Restoration Movement churches are doing in aggregate. And so we are gonna um, commit to being a clearinghouse for that kind of information. So the three ways that we're going to engage going forward is in education, serving, and gathering. So I mentioned the different types of gatherings that we have um, on in our plans. Uh, the service opportunities, the first really big one we're going to do is right after the global gathering in Poland, we are going to have a week-long short-term mission trip from people that represent 
um, our movement worldwide in Poland, working alongside the Polish church. So that's going to give us another uh, opportunity to get to know our uh, brothers and sisters from Japan or the Philippines as we serve the church in Poland. And so I'm super excited about that. The serving opportunities will also give us a way to build relationships that don't have to start from a theology or doctrine perspective, but meeting felt needs in our communities. And then the education piece is going to be trying to help our churches understand better what's going on and also where there's best practices. So I'm from Louisville and our offices are based here and we've become a pretty big hub of the racial justice conversation um, with the Breonna Taylor murder happening here. And in the course of that, we realized in the Christian churches that we did not have any resources really for addressing what was happening in our community. But, you know, the disciples of Christ have done a ton of work in this. And so we started, I started leaning on the disciples, um, resources, networking, and connecting those resources with our churches here in Louisville. And that's a role that we want to play. And that falls into education of kind of letting people know the Global Missions Health Conference at Southeast is not known to everyone, but it's such a great resource for all of our churches. So trying to find ways to promote things that are happening and also work with our institutions to find practical ways for Bible college students to engage with the restoration movement in a way that helps them when they go out of their degree program, learn firsthand how they can be engaged in their community across the three streams and also how to network in ways that promotes unity. Well, I, I suppose, Tina, that people can find more about things that are happening and resources uh, through World Convention at your website, worldconvention.org. Yes. Yep. That would probably be a good place for people to learn more and land. Uh, we've got good representation here from the three streams, as we've been using that term uh, in the Stone Campbell movement, churches of Christ, Christian churches, disciples of Christ. Uh, and Christian churches. Um, what are, let, let me ask this to each of you individually and to answer in that way and, and start with uh, Newell, if you, if you'll go first and then we'll end with Doug, because uh, Doug, I'd like you at the end, not only to address this question, but to talk a little bit about the Carl Spain uh, Center on Race Studies. Um, as we're kind of closing out today, but what are some of the reasons each of you are hopeful for greater unity within our shared movement, the Stone Campbell movement? I guess my, my uh, uh, hope comes from the, um, the gift I've had of a fair amount of ex exposure to uh, uh, churches of Christ and uh, Christian churches um, and some exposure to uh, the uh, International Churches of Christ. Um, and in all of these cases, I, I sense uh, kinship. Um, this past week, uh, the Churches of Christ uh, had a marvelous uh, 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 conference that, that they do every year, the Christian Scholars Conference. 
and I attend frequently because it's just such an excellent program. Uh, it, it moves around, but it's usually at David Lipscomb uh, University in Nashville, and that's why I was there last week, and Doug was there last week. Well, there were other members of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ presenting papers at that event. I remember some years back when I was there, and a newspaper uh, a reporter, th- imagine that, a day when newspapers could send reporters out. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't all that long ago. Uh, the the, um, the um, news guy said to me, well, it doesn't seem a little strange for you to be at a Church Christ college. I mean, you're the, the disciples of Christ. I said, no, it doesn't seem strange at all. Well, well, shouldn't it? And I said, well, tell me why. Why should it be strange? Um, no. Uh, I said, I guess if I had to think about it, I'm, I'm visiting some cousins of mine who I really like, who are really interesting. And I'm just having a wonderful time. And until you raised the subject, it never occurred to me that I was an outsider. Hmm? <laughs> Uh, and that certainly was my experience again this past week. Uh, uh, gifted uh, scholars of the Bible, of the history of Christianity, um, uh, you know, just wonderful spirit. Um, and, and this is, you know, this is not, this is not unique for me. So I guess that's my hope. I, I really think the more we get together, um, the more we uh, meet the other with uh, an, an open heart, trusting uh, in, in the reality of God's uh, uh, spirit uh, in the world given to us through Jesus Christ. Um, I expect to friend, find friends, not enemies. Hmm. Yeah. I think um, my uh, participation with this board gives me reason for being hopeful um, to see the diversity among us um, not just in where we're from, but really how we were educated, um, where our influences come from, and to see the way that um, this group of men and women love God and love each other, um, envision and dream things together, um, even though we are very diverse, um, that gives me um, a tremendous amount of hope and um, really makes me excited to put the work in for there to be greater unity in our shared heritage. Yeah, I would really, I would really agree with what both Newell and Tina have just expressed. I feel some of those same, those same deep sentiments. I would, I would just add one thing. And um, you know that I've talked about this some on other podcasts, but, uh, Kevin asked specifically about the Carl Spain Center for Race Studies and Spiritual Action at Abilene Christian University, where where I am. And I'm doing a lot of, of work with the Spain Center because, uh, as I've said before, I wasn't really aware during much of my life of the, the deeply dividing nature in this country, internationally true, as well, but but in this country specifically, I'm thinking of race and issues of race and the misunderstandings and the assumptions uh, by many who maybe not even are willing to articulate it that way, but of white supremacy, of the superiority of, of white people and civilization, and even even at the conscious level, sometimes when we would reject that 
uh, it's still sort of running in the, the background operating system, so to speak. And the Spain Center gives me great hope because there's been such an effort uh, to, to bring Christians together across the streams of our movement, but also across the races that exist as we have constructed them and the divisions that have cons- we, we've constructed uh, along with that. Not so much to talk about, at least not initially, to talk about uh, the, the, the history of all these things, it's an, which is an essential discussion at some point, but, but primarily to start out together simply praying together and worshiping together and going through what I would call spiritual disciplines, exercises together, to be able to, again, peel away some of those stereotypical visions, ideas, assumptions that we have to really begin to see the face of Christ in the other. And that gives me great hope. I, I, sometimes, some days I don't have much hope, but, I, but when, I, when I really remember, as Newell has so aptly pointed out, the work of the Holy Spirit is real, and we believe as Christians that people can be transformed, can be changed. And so I'm very hopeful that that, that those kinds of issues are also being addressed and that that's something that's going to bring about a, a visible unity that, in, in greater measure than has ever been before. Guys, this has been really cool. Um, and I just love hearing the relationships that you have among one another and the unity that you guys bring to the table. Um, and, but we are going to need to wrap this up for this podcast, but I'm not done talking to him. Are you Kevin? Not at all. And I think it's a a good opportunity to not only thank them for being here and then returning for another podcast, but also to, to just point, one of the things we love to do with common grounds unity is introduce people uh, to uh, others that that might not have known people and resources and networks and grassroots movements within our our greater movement. So I I hope we've done that well today, but to also say, uh, introduce you to some works that they've done that that might be helpful. Uh, We've got uh, Newell Williams and and Doug Foster on here who together... um, along with, I believe, Paul Blowers, wrote the Stone Campbell Movement, A Global History, and it is an encyclopedia of the Stone Campbell Movement. And I just want to say to our listeners, if you want what is a comprehensive kind of history and informational book, just an incredible resource, um, I'd encourage you to pick that up and have that as, as a resource uh, so I just wanted to say that, that that is a significant work. And it's just great to have you two uh, brothers in Christ on. And Tina, uh, your great work with World Convention. Again, the website we mentioned is worldconvention.org. We'll put this and also the link to the Carl Spain Center in the show notes. Just thrilled to have all three of you on. And we thank you for your time. And like Megan uh, said, we look forward to having you back next podcast. Megan, why don't you wrap us up? All right. Um, I read that uh, Stone Campbell Encyclopedia. I actually 
hopefully I don't get in trouble for this, but I stole a copy from the library <laughs> at KCU. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, well, you work for KCU. You mean you I checked did. it out, right? You checked it out. No, I stole it. This is my time. this is my confession time. I stole it. Sorry, Nalane. Um, I'll bring it back and buy my own copy because yes. these are my friends who wrote it. So confession is good for the soul. <laughs> we want exactly you to return right. that copy. We'll we'll pull pool together and buy you one, maybe. Thank you, thank you. But <laughs> I also know that um, these guys have also wrote. Um, biographies of Stone and Campbell. So make sure you guys go check that stuff out too. Lady and gentlemen, like I did that, we will see you guys next week to continue this conversation. If you're listening and you like our podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe. Give us five stars. If you don't like us, don't bother with the stars. Just move on. No big deal. No hurt feelings. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Common Grounds Unity podcast with Megan and Kevin. Please check out commongroundsunity.org to learn more about who we are. There are plenty of resources and you can subscribe to the weekly email articles, join the Facebook group, or find our YouTube channel. We've also provided a link in the show notes for comments. You can ask questions or suggest topics and guests. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do that too through the show notes or on our website. Until next time, God bless. And remember, unity starts with a cup of coffee.